0: Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Dark Rose Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E., and I'm joined by my co-host, Victor Young. This is a podcast where two nerdy guys brew themselves a nice hot cup of coffee and then sitting down to break down, analyze, and discuss some of our favorite comic books. Uh, the coffee that we'll be brewing today is a made coffee from Taiwan. Uh, we actually don't have a name for the, uh, for the coffee itself, uh, because the name is a Mandarin, so we don't yeah, well, actually have a name. Well, to we tell have a you. name;
1: it's just not an English one.
0: So it's yeah, I guess so. It's not a, not an English name. So we've actually put the link for it down in the uh, in our show notes, so you can get it from there. Give it a quick read; it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, the comics that we'll be discussing today are Dark Knight's Metal five and six, which is the end of the Dark Knight's Metal event. We're there, man. It's. We're at the finish line. <laughs> we're at the finish line. So it'll be interesting. We'll be talking about issues five and six. We'll also be kind of doing a quick recap on the event. But we won't be giving anything away. The book just came out. So we're not going to go into a spoiler territory.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so whether you are a regular or a first time listener, if you like this show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes and Google Play. And alongside we're hitting that subscribe button, if you got a few minutes to spare, please leave us a review and rating, and make sure to tell your friends about this podcast. Now, before we warm up with a hot cup of coffee, let's catch up a little with each other. Uh, what have you been up to this past week, Victor? Well, Jerry, I'll
1: tell yes. you what. All right. Not much going on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this week, I, I did try and spend some time to rewatch some of the older Marvel movies. Um, to prepare myself for Infinity War. Right? So, I'm talking like Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Thor 2, and The Like. <laughs> <laughs> the Like. The <laughs> Like. um, Only because, like those movies came out a while ago. Right. Right? Like Iron Man 2 came out in like what? 2000 2000... 2000- 2010, I want to say.
0: Yeah, because it was still part of uh, part of phase one. Yeah, it was still part of phase one MCU. Yeah, and that, so and that was 2010.
1: That was eight years ago. Yeah, so nah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's <laughs> been a while. So I'm not like <laughs> I like I'm fairly certain in Infinity War they're going to be making some references that I want to make sure that I remember. Okay. Right. So uh, I haven't gone through all of them, but I'm taking my time to try and try and get through as much as I can before um, Infinity War comes out for sure. I mean, you could do
0: you can do an entire marathon if you really wanted to. Just start from like the very first
1: right but, MCU movie. But you're talk you're talking like investing like seventy two hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
0: a long weekend. It's a long weekend. We got some time. Yeah, it's, yeah I'm sure. Do it, but do a marathon. I
1: mean, I mean, it's not like I don't have other stuff to do, Jerry. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> well, what about you? What have you been up to this week?
0: Uh, so this week I ended up finishing Secret Empire. Um, that event by Nick Spencer, the one I was reading last week. Yeah. So uh you don't sound too enthusiastic, Jerry. Uh <laughs> well I finished it. Okay. <laughs> the the event took kind of a it kind of took a curve at some point. Okay. Um and the way that it was resolved, I'm not really sure if I like the direction that they went at the end. Right. Um I I like the direction they took with Steve Rogers trying to find his humanity again. Right. But um, I don't want to go into too much spoilers on this one either. Uh, so if you haven't read it, go read it. It's a, it's a good read. I do like Nick Spencer as a writer. The execution on this event is a, is a little weird. It's a little flawed. Yeah. Um. And what they went through at the end with Steve Rogers and his final sort of transformation or something. Yeah. So to speak. It's... It was it. It almost felt. It almost felt like they really had to tie up, the loose end, mm-hmm. and they really had to tie up the event and put a bow around it type of yeah. thing. And I, I don't know how I feel about that because, it, there there's been there's so much build up and there's actually throughout the entire thing there was just build up build up build up build up build up, mm-hmm. and. At the end, that payoff it just felt way too quick, way too rapid.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can understand where you're coming from when you say that. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll get a chance to talk about it sometime in the future. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we haven't shown Marvel any love at all so far. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. We need to. Uh, we need to give Marvel some love. Um, Just a
2: little bit. Yeah. It's not too and this
0: much. event would be a good place to start because I yeah. feel like, as much as I don't, as much as I think the execution is a little fought, the idea. Of where they're going with the story and what the story is trying to convey.
2: Yeah,
0: it's still a good story. Like, yeah, it's still a good concept. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be interesting. Maybe in one of our future episodes. Yeah, we'll, for sure. That's we'll definitely something to look Empire. forward to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, before we go and uh, start talking about Dark Knight's Metal, why don't we go brew that coffee and uh, we'll come back? Oh, please! I need this so bad right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's coffee time. Coffee time. <laughs> Okay, and welcome to our coffee segment where we try one of the coffees that are sent into us and have it accompany us throughout our comics discussion. Normally during this segment, we would be trying to identify all of the different fragrance and flavor notes and compare them to the notes provided to us. This week, however, we were lucky enough to get our hands on some coffee beans from Taiwan. The region that the coffee beans are from is a county called Hualien, and they are actually both grown and roasted in a local farm. So of course, as per usual, Jerry, why don't you start us off with a little bit of a sniff sniff. Let's do it. straight from the motherland. <laughs> yeah, straight from
0: the motherland. <laughs> if the listeners don't know I'm from Taiwan. <laughs> I'm not. You're not, but I am. So, I guess my motherland, yeah. Okay, so There's a little bit It's very it's very soft. It's very it's very light. It
1: okay. doesn't hit your nose as hard. Okay. Um so nothing really stands out immediately to you. Yeah,
0: nothing. Nothing crazy. There's a little bit of, almost like a, almost like a caramel, but not as sweet. So like kind of like a burnt sugar. Oh, so like, interesting. A, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Interesting. Like if you were to torch sugar. Yeah, so like caramelized. So yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. So something like that. Okay. But it's not um not too dominant right now. But that's kind of what I'm smelling.
1: Okay. All right. Why don't you give it a try? Sure. All right. Here we go. Hmm. It's almost like yeah. It's almost like if you took like like just a little bit of chocolate, right? And then you put a torch to it for just a, just a little longer than melting. Yeah, that's what it smells like.
0: Right. It's but it's not it's not burnt.
1: Yeah. It's not but burnt. But it's got a little bit. But it's like a little uh, crispiness to it. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like a little bit of that 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 hard sugar. Yeah. That's hmm. Little bit of the caramelizing, if you will. That's really all I'm getting so far. Yeah, right? you know, you were you were correct on the uh, on the softness of it all. Like it's very, mm-hmm. it's very, uh, it's very basic.
0: Yeah. I guess we're gonna have to just yeah flavor, test, have to, it. Just yeah. Have to flavor test it. Just so, have flavor test Because right now, just based on the aroma, like it's yeah, not, it's not very, it's not anything dominant, which yeah. is nice because yeah. I, I i really don't like the ones that are like just hit your nose really hard yeah like you just like coffee was my tyson <laughs> <laughs> just
1: but <laughs> it just punches you in your nose yeah it's like <laughs> pow <laughs> but give us that taste test go ahead all right all right <laughs> what are we getting so far
0: it's pretty good yeah I like it yeah it's it's really nice it's actually, it's very it's very it's very soft it doesn't it doesn't hit any of your palates hard it's really smooth in your mouth okay um that caramelizing it there's it's it's there mm-hmm. so it's actually like you can get the bitterness but then you get the caramelizing with it and it right. doesn't um so it doesn't like overwhelm you in any of the senses okay um and then there's there's just that hint of sourness to it but not like um not like you drink it and you'd be like oh that's sour like a little bit of that to balance it so that the caramelizing doesn't just become sweet
2: right yeah
0: like you wouldn't want it to become too sweet yeah 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 of course yeah so yeah that's kind of what i'm getting from it but i'm not really getting a flavor or
2: anything Mm, okay
0: yeah you want to give it a try um okay <laughs> <laughs> wow Victor wow could have ended the segment right here <laughs>
2: hmm
1: there is a like at the like at the back end of that um, of that sip mm-hmm. like you really get that sweetness at the end in my opinion you do? yeah cause when I you know, I'll take another sip actually like when I take the the sip initially, I get a lot of um, like bitter, earthy tones. Okay. And then right at the end, um, just as I've I've swallowed it and it's lingering in my palate, um, I get a lot of sweetness at the end. Okay. Yeah. Um. It it is a it is a cocoa sweetness. Like I do get a bit of. Um. um well, not a bit. I actually get a lot of a, a lot of chocolate at the end of it. Okay but not like a not like a milk chocolate but it's more so a um uh like a, like a dark chocolate we always say dark chocolate like yeah, we always, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if i had to give it a percentage i would say like 65 70% you do? yeah okay i get a lot of i'm that, not yeah.
0: i'm not getting a whole lot of cocoa with this one yeah, yeah. so i'm i'm not really tasting the cocoa yeah. and to me i i can i can see what you're saying or rather i can taste what you're saying yeah <laughs> with the uh, with the, the sweetness at the end, yeah. but it's not it's it's not hitting me quite as hard. So yeah. like, there is that sour undertone carrying it, and then yeah. it does have
1: the sweetness too. Yeah, and that's coming from the caramelizing. Yeah, it's right? strange because I actually don't taste much of the sourness. You don't.
2: Mm-mm.
1: Like as I'm sipping it,
0: it would be like for me, it would be like that initial. Yeah. Guess no. The initial yeah, hit, no,
1: for but... me the the initialness is is like a bitter earthy tone. Okay. If I had to put it if I had to put something to to it, I would say it's more of a like a um uh it's it's a very rooty, rooty flavor initially. Okay. Almost like a like some form of herb. Right. Like a some form of a dried herb. Okay. And then the sweetness just really kicks in right at the end. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really getting like a sour bridging note. Okay, but like that's but that's that would be it for me in my opinion. So, so like a rooty, earthy tone at the beginning, like a dried herb, and then red at the end, like a like a sixty-five seventy percent dark chocolate. That that's what I would get. Okay, Place on it.
0: All right. Well. There's no real way there's, for us to yeah. Chat well, there's no way for, for us
1: to know because we don't have any we have no yeah. notes to compare. But uh, yeah,
0: because this just came from this came from a farm in in Taiwan. Yeah, um, and it's actually uh, from what I hear, it's actually quite a popular quite a popular drink in Taiwan. It's quite a popular coffee bean. Right. So um, what we're gonna do is we, we won't unfortunately be able to, to do any confirmation. Yeah. On what we're tasting. So yeah. really, just take our word for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're gonna put the we're gonna put a link in our show notes um and it's actually an article about this place and actually about the process that they go through and some pictures of you know of the farm that they got it from and the process of where when they're har- harvesting the the beans and to roasting it and stuff like that so um if you read mandarin great <laughs> article is there um, well not, if, read not mandarin,
1: if you read chinese huh if you read chinese mandarin's a language yeah
0: no no grammar wise i guess the way you write it with compared to well yeah because there's
1: traditional and simplified but that's not Well, this
0: one is this one is um this one's written traditional but either way (laughs) google knows enough now to translate it so really i mean the pop-up should cut it'll happen right away they'll tell you to translate yeah so if you would like to give it a read by all means um i i read through it i think it's a pretty interesting read it taught me a little bit about about harvesting coffee as well so yeah for sure that's pretty cool yeah all right, so uh, why don't we go ahead and take our drinks and let's just let's get right into it. Let's go talk about Dark Knight's metal.
1: All right, let's do it.
0: And we're at the comic segment. Uh, this week we'll be talking about Dark Knight's metal issues five and six. Um, so typically what we do is we usually break down the issues you know issue by issue. Uh, but what we found with these two particular issues because now that they're at the latter part, of the event, and they're actually in the the last third of the event, and they're capping off the event. So literally, the last third, last <laughs> third, yeah, literally, out of six, two out of six. So um, we found that what they were, w- the plot itself actually is moving forward at a much heavier, like much rapid phase um, you know, speed. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it it's now it's now got everything it needs to talk about and everything it needs to do out of the way. And everything's already set up, all that stuff is done, and now they're just running through the rest of the event. Yeah. And a lot of things happen. Um, actually, you know, a lot of things unfold in these stories, but it's not so much um the some of the themes are still there and some of the things are still important for us to talk about, but it's not going to be one of those typical things where we just grab a bunch of themes. I think everything is very well meshed together now at this point.
1: Yeah, like for the most part, there we're not discovering themes. Um, in these last two issues, more so than um, these two issues really being the culmination of the themes that they discussed throughout right, exactly. throughout, the, throughout the event. Yeah, right.
0: Because a lot of what happens here harkens back to some of the things that they already spoke about.
1: Yeah. In the initial issues, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to again. This is going to be spoiler free because we know that issue six has just come out and it's a it's a big thing on the internet right now. So <laughs> we want to make sure that we're not ruining it or spoiling it for anybody but that being said if you have not read issue six you absolutely need to go read issue six uh everything gets capped off uh lots of things happen and it's just a really good story overall and i think i'm I'm really satisfied with the event so oh yeah, yeah. for
1: sure like i mean again if you haven't read it definitely do so um i mean Read the whole issue. Don't just read issue six, five <laughs> yeah, and six. But read but the whole thing. But if you're thing.
0: on the last one right now, we would definitely we would definitely say, you know what? Hit the pause button. Go read issue six. Come back on pause.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. You yeah. will be satisfied with it just as yeah. Jerry and I have been satisfied with it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, with that being said, uh, let's start with the first thing we're going to talk about. Um, one of the things that I think you brought up is that um, in the issue... Um, that endings are the loudest of all. Yep. So what what do you make of that?
1: Um, it's funny because I mean, even before we jump into that, I mean, the Batman who laughs mm-hmm. really says a lot of very thought provoking things. Yeah. Right. Like even up until the end, he says things that really make you think as a human being. Right. Only because he's saying it's coming from the mouth of an individual. Who's been on both the good and the bad side, quote unquote. Right, right. So, um, but uh, to go back to to uh, what you were saying about uh, endings are loudest of all. The one thing I make of it is, I mean, here's how I think about it. All right, um, we celebrate birth. Right we, you know whenever a new baby comes in, everyone's all excited, and, right. yeah, and you know we all get together and whatever. But you can also say the same thing about death, right, right? When you yeah. mourn the loss of somebody, um, you know, all their closest uh, family and friends get together to remember this individual, right? And the way that I see it is that a, a death of somebody is actually more impactful. Than the birth of somebody of somebody else. Right? Right. More impactful to, to more individuals. Right? Not necessarily more impactful for everybody, but more impactful for more individuals. And that's why it's the loudest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and the reason why I say that is because um, when a person has lived a life, they've had the opportunity. To make connections, make an impression, and make an impact on multiple people's lives. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, somebody who's who's just born or or just came into the world hasn't had the chance to do that yet. Right? So when you lose somebody who's, who's lived a life, who's made an impact on, on a number of people, I would argue that that's actually...
0: That's a bigger stamp. It's a bigger right? stamp. It's a yeah. it's
1: bigger impact. It's a bigger impact, exactly, yeah. and that's why it's louder. Yeah. Right. That that's what I got from that. Yeah, and I think
0: it's in terms of um like I think in terms of uh, a new baby being born, it's the most impactful to the to the parents, obviously. Of course, yeah. But it's sort of a it's almost sort of a quiet impact because now this new this newborn comes out. And you you have all these hopes and dreams for for your kid. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like you're quietly thinking like, oh, you know what? We're going to groom this kid. We're going to help them discover their potential. And you're just just filled with hope, right? You're filled with happiness. But in terms of going out with a bank, like in terms of going out the loudest, it's the things that then the individual does in life that affects the other people. That right. takes them along in their journey, takes right. them along in their ride. Right. Um, and normally, the ones that have made the biggest impact, those are those go as the loudest because then the people around them are going to miss that. Right. Yeah. Like they're missing that portion of yeah. their life. Right. And sometimes that becomes even more magnified because you don't like the people around don't particularly know what they've actually got. Until it's gone Yeah exactly So then the impact Becomes even louder At the end Because Yeah Then you're When you're on the outside And you're looking Oh All these things That I never Never took You know Never took an appreciation for It's always taken for granted Yeah And that's when it That's when it hits you The hardest right It's Mm -hmm. when it hits you The loudest too Mm -hmm. So yeah I I absolutely agree Like the The statement is is, is Is in fact true Like the endings Are loudest of all Because it's it's set up to be that way, mm-hmm. right? And all the all the experiences in life have set you up to be that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Another thing I wanted to make too, I guess, as a slight detraction from the point, um, but Wonder Woman is such a wonderful character in this issue. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, only because, as a character, she doesn't waver from her values and her and her morals in this issue, even though. She's met with, I mean, every. She's met with every like wall that could ever that could ever hit her in this event. Yeah, right. But she just tries her best to smash through it.
0: Some yeah. metaphorical walls, some literal walls. Yeah, some <laughs> that metaphorical that she smashes through. Some, some so. literal.
1: Um, but I really admire her in this issue mm-hmm. because I mean, when you really think about, if that were anybody else but Wonder Woman, right? Even even Superman, I don't know if he would be able to push through the stuff that she pushed through in this issue.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there was the moment too, right? Where Superman wasn't quite sure that if he yeah. was going to get through it with Batman. Yeah. Right? Um, it's, And I think that, that says a lot about how you go about writing a character. Yeah. And it's really good that Scott Snyder has taken the time to really treat all of all three of the Trinity with with respect. Yeah. And the kind of attention and care that they need. Yeah. Because they're the Trinity for a reason, right? They're supposed to be the pillars of what the other superheroes and what even yeah. everyday people look up to, right? Yeah. So the fact that Wonder Woman has been such a pillar in this story. Yeah. To keep everything grounded and true yeah and it's just it's it's a good i I feel it's a great achievement on the writing part for sure it's really easy to write i feel like it's really easy to write wonder woman in a very one-dimensional two-dimensional thing where it's just like oh yeah she's, she's a proud amazon warrior yeah right but it's another thing to then write wonder woman to a point where she's almost a brighter beacon of hope than superman
2: Right? yes in this but case also yes. not
0: detracting from superman yeah right because superman is still your is still the epitome of hope yeah right just because of all the wonderful things that superman can do mm-hmm. to be able to write another character to to be a part of that i i think it's just fantastic writing
1: yeah for sure Yeah, and i mean you really see that difference in in in, in those characters as well right yeah. like um in in the last couple of pages in that issue, I'll try and keep this a spoiler free. Of, it's issue five, which It's issue so five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll try to keep it as spoiler free as possible. Um, but when uh, when uh, Superman and Batman jump into that the pit of creation, uh, when it was when it has supposedly already gone dark, right? Um, you really see them just—they have no idea what's going to happen next. And and not to say that they didn't have hope, right? But there was no certainty that that what they were going to do was going to have a positive outcome. So when they jumped in and, and you know, you see Superman, he goes, well, I don't know what's going to happen next, but wherever we're going, at least we're going there together, mm-hmm. right? And then you see Wonder Woman, again, this greater beacon of hope, going, this is not how it's going to end. I am going to fight until we figure this out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, not to detract from Superman from Superman and what he's able to do, um, but uh, given the circumstances and given the situation, uh, you see Wonder Woman really trying to hold everybody together, and I thought that that was a really powerful moment and some great writing on uh, on Scott Snyder's part with uh, with Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I'm actually kind of pining for more. Um, like more Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo stuff because yeah. I feel like Wonder Woman in this story is actually one of my just one of my favorite renditions of Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, I think it's my favorite way of drawing Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and my favorite way one of my favorite ways of writing Wonder Woman. There's been some good writers and artists out there that have tackled Wonder Woman, right? Mm-hmm. But there's I don't think there's been anybody that has been able to write such a strong hopeful character yeah for Wonder Woman yeah and still depict her in in such grace yeah you know and for me that's that's like the epitome of how do you write that character mm-hmm. yeah so I will actually and, and that outfit too like it's just so powerful yeah right so I I really would like to see um, really would like to see Scott Snyder and Greg Pulo yeah try to tackle a Wonder Woman story oh yeah that would be it would be fantastic yeah I think it would be just really so with good just
1: even the way like even even her being able to pull uh Kendra Saunders back from the darkness and and being able to relay yeah exactly uh, uh, a positive message uh to all the people that were lost to the darkness yeah right like that was that was really powerful yeah that and it really powerful
0: I think with the Kendra Saunders thing too um really i I think with Kendra Saunders because of the connection that she had with with Hawkman yeah this really ultimately then becomes a story about them as well and their ability to overcome you know to overcome that oppression yeah right so one of the things I wanted to talk about as well is throughout the story what you end up getting is you, you find that there's a sense of there's this sense of lost okay And the sense of it's a little harder to describe I guess what what I'm trying to say with Hawkman is like what Hawkman is depicting is essentially this sinking emotional feeling. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, And in the story, what they actually, what they actually depict is the idea that um, they're going to sink the earth. Right. Right. And they're going to sink the earth in the plane mm-hmm. low enough that Barbados can then contact the dark multiverse. Yeah. And, and bring forth the army the dark armies yeah. right and the dark army is actually what essentially what uh, what um, Hawkman has been has been forging right because yeah. he's at the forge of worlds yeah so he's creating all these uh, all these new worlds based on nightmares mm-hmm. because he's been corrupted himself right? yeah so for me that analogy is kind of like Hawkman has been suppressed by all this negativity that he is now all he knows to do is to generate negativity. Yeah, right? And he's generating all these false stories. Yeah. of insecurities mm-hmm. that every that all these heroes have. Yeah. And it's now generated this entire universe of possibilities that shouldn't be possible. Right. Right? And and that's kind of that's kind of what you find yourself in sometimes is when it gets when it when when it gets to the impossible. Yeah. When it gets to become a little too hard to bear Mm -hmm. you start sinking yourself in these possibilities that you should really not be thinking about yeah but it's all those things that will be weighing on you yeah right and that's exactly what is happening to our to the regular earth zero which is it's it's sinking yeah right and it's sinking towards the darkness yeah and i think for me that's kind of a like a great analogy of kind of what someone is going through in real life
1: Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely, yeah, um, and we all go through it, yeah, right? we all and I think that's what makes I think that's what makes this this whole event and particularly these last two issues, I think that's what makes it so relatable to a lot of people mm-hmm. um is because we do all go through those moments where it feels like we're we're sinking into a black hole, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, everything may seem like it's not going your way, um and you know those those generate some pretty dark thoughts and some, and some pretty uh some pretty dark emotional responses right and um i think again what what makes wonder woman so good in this issue is think you got to think of her as that friend that's always willing to fight for you yeah when uh when you go through those things right that friend that you can always rely on um when you do go through some some dark moments Mm -hmm. right and um that really that really resonates with i mean not just me i mean it resonates with me but i'm sure it resonates with with other people as well yeah for sure right you know we all have that friend that um that can really pull you out of some dark places right so yeah uh, no that's a that's a actually that's a great point that you brought up yeah and that's uh uh, uh, the dark
0: that's kind of like the point i'm trying to make about about kendra saunders too about hot girl which right. is Hawkgirl girl was corrupted mm-hmm. but wonder woman made her see the truth of the situation they're in right right it's it's not all dark it's not all bleak um and she and she made Hawkgirl girl see the truth literally through the lasso of truth yeah she, literally she punched her <laughs> in the face with a lasso of truth, and she said just see the truth and punch <laughs> her in the face so um Victor, I hope we we don't ever come down to that path where you have to punch me in the face. To no, I, hope, I hope I'm not either, Jerry. You know, but so, uh, hey, but you know, we'll do what you need to well, do. We'll I guess. we'll
1: cross that bridge when we we'll gotta we, cross, we'll, that we'll
2: cross that bridge. <laughs>
0: but yeah, so I, I think it's really, I think it's really smartly written, really well written. Yeah. And when they bust it out um, to almost to go make that final stand, right, and then they realize that they're being overwhelmed with all these negativity. Because they see the negative renditions on themselves. Yeah. Right? And that's when you can really see the true power of Barbados as well. Too. Yeah. And then to see exactly how low Hawkman um, Carter Hall has sunk. Right? That he's just generating these worlds. Yeah. Right? um, And I think it's it was a really powerful imagery. Like to see all those evil, you know, all those evil versions yeah, of... All of the heroes that we know. Yeah. Right. It's not just Batman now. It's everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. And everybody is living with fears. Everybody has fears of things that they don't want to become. Yeah.
1: Right. And I think what also makes that imagery so powerful as well, um, you know, going along the lines of the themes of um, going to dark places, um, is when you look at Carter Hall, uh, when he becomes the, I think they they call him the Forge Dragon is that what they call him? Yeah. Yeah, when he becomes the Forge Dragon, um he's no longer recognizable as as Hawkman. He's no yeah. longer recognizable as Carter Hall, even though we know it's him. Yeah. Right? Um and again, that's that's really analogous to to people when they when they go through those dark moments as well, right? Like sometimes when you when you look at a friend or when you look at somebody and and they're going through a tough time, sometimes you don't recognize them. Right, because you know, maybe this person is usually really bubbly, really happy, and they're really positive, and then they go through a really rough time, and then all of a sudden they're no longer that person. That's really concerning. Yeah. Right. And um, and again, we we need friends like Wonder Woman <laughs> to help us uh to help us get back to to you know the kind of people that that we want to be sometimes. Right. So. Uh, yeah again, very powerful imagery from uh, from the dark Forge from from Hawkman uh, in terms of him being the representation of our dark thoughts
0: right exactly and just to sort of further along the point that you were making about yeah um, about people looking different yeah when they're going through the times right mm-hmm. um, I think there's there's a difference to be said about the um, the ones that you can see on the surface, yeah, right. You can see it on the surface. You're concerned for them. You're trying to talk to them, and you try to pull them out. And it's also the ones that are not on the surface. Those are the ones that you really need to look out for. Yeah. Right. Because, because then those individuals, you don't know what kind of thoughts that they're having. Yeah. Right. And you really need to be able to be there for them to to help them through those times. Yeah. Right. And I think that's kind of the difference between that's the difference between Carter Hall and Kendra Saunders. Mm -hmm. Because I think in the way that they're depicted in here, Carter Hall really is just he—he's just his whole body's changed. Everything's changed about him. Yeah, through that corruption. But with yeah. with Kendra, it's kind of on the inside. Yeah, right. That that transformation, that corruption, is happening from the inside, right? Because she's she's generating all these doubts about the mission that they had. Yeah, right. Whereas Carter Hall just kind of he just gave in. He's just like, oh yeah, this is what I am
1: now. One hundred percent. Yeah, right.
0: But with Kendra not necessarily so she still wants to do it but she's filled with doubt yeah right and those are the those are the thoughts that you really need to help as well because uh, if you can't see it on the surface there's no way for you to know right and a lot of times they don't want they they may not want to open up yeah right you can see sort of in the previous issues as well you don't you know that Kendra has her doubts but you don't necessarily know what she's going to do about them yeah right and it, it wasn't until that point where she became corrupted that you said oh we had no idea that she was trying to do that. Yeah. So, I don't know, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, actually, the way that they depict it's it. It's funny. Is cool.
1: It's it's great that you said that because I actually didn't even realize that until you just said it. Oh. I didn't realize that because yeah. Now that you say that, yeah, she does. You know, throughout the first three or four, three well, really three issues, mm-hmm. the first three issues, like you can tell that she's she's emotionally she's in a bit of dire straits. Right. emotionally mentally i mean of course losing losing Cardinal hall was 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 already a huge blow to her yeah uh and then of course on top of all these different things that she has to deal with um in terms of defeating Barbados like it, it's 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 putting her down a dark path right and then by the time issue four rolls around yeah yeah you didn't you didn't see it coming that 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 was the culmination of of all of her of her dark thoughts and
0: exactly and everything yeah. else right and then it all bubbles up to the surface right yeah so um yeah I mean it's it's great to see them showing Carter Hall and Kendra Sunder some love yeah to be able to show them that they have a rightful place in the DCU yeah right? that, um, that they have that they have support around them that they're not yeah. just these one-off characters that nobody's trying to read <laughs> like that. no they're, they're interesting characters and um, the way that they're written here, I think, is going to pique a lot of people's interest as well because they're not usually characters that you would go out and that you would sell out books for, right? They're not yeah. going to be flying off the shelves. But yeah. the way that they're written here, and if you put if you if you surround them with that rich history, surround them with things that are relevant, yeah, and that will stick with people, yeah. I, I think it's going to really their them overcoming. The darkness, yeah, I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people too, and I think it's going to inspire a new generation of readers to say, "It's okay to be, it's okay to be in the dark, and it's okay sometimes to have the dark yeah. thoughts, but you have to, you have to overcome it."
2: Yeah,
1: right.
0: And there's always the bright light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah,
1: right. So, I mean, the great thing about how they wrote, um, uh, Hawkman and Hawkgirl, what's great about how they wrote them is that they're characters that really benefit from a little bit of complexity yeah. Uh, in terms of how you write them and their character development, right? Uh, because if you don't write them that way, they're really just not interesting to read. Yeah. In all yeah. honesty, right? Like, yeah, like, exactly. And that's why they haven't really been flying off the shelves and stuff. Like, I mean, when was the last time... Somebody has said, Oh, you got to read this Hawk Girl issue, or you got to read this Hawkman issue. <laughs> yeah. I probably haven't heard that in like 10 years. Yeah. Do you get well, what since, I
0: mean? Since, since Jeff Johns wrote them. Yeah. Since Jeff Johns wrote Hawkman, I don't think anybody else has been able to tackle Hawkman. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the new 52, when they restarted everything, I believe there was a book. Um, it was uh, The Savage Hawkman. I think yeah. Philip Tan drew that. I think. Um, but yeah, that didn't end up doing great because. It, it started tackling more of the savage moments of Hawkman, which really isn't what, it's really not what he's about, Yeah, I feel. Yeah. right. I feel he's more about the sense of discovery, right? Yeah. He's been, he himself have, and along with Kendra, has been stuck in this cycle yeah. that they can live through history, mm-hmm. right? And they're the perfect vessel to yeah. pick up everything along the way. Yeah. And that's why he's the narrator and he's the writer and he's the author in this story. Yeah. Right. In the in the Dark Knights Metal story. Mm-hmm. And right, he has this journal, this inspiring journal that travels through time. Not in the literal travel through time sense. Yeah. But like it it moves through time. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the type that's the type of writing that would really give this character an edge because it's it's not about him being Hawkman. Yeah. It's about him being Carter Hall. Yeah. Right. And to write a successful Hawkman, Hawk Girl story, I think you really have to talk about how they how they can triumph over time even though they're always hitting these setbacks whenever yeah. they discover each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Because for you know, the story like even with um even in uh back in uh Blackest Blackest Night. Yeah, when they finally admitted to each other, that's when they that's when they died
1: yeah right that was such a crazy moment in Blackest night yeah exactly it was really it was to it was really heartbreaking for me yeah that moment yeah because that's unfortunately that's the story that that's the outcome that they're doomed to yeah every time every time every time right they they fall in love and then as soon as they fall in love like it's over for them yeah and then they have to spend the next lifetime discovering each other again
0: exactly yeah right from the start yeah right by I think as tragic as it is, it makes for a great storytelling. Oh,
1: yeah. 100%. You know. 100%.
0: Because this this is their makeup, mm-hmm. right? This is what they are. Yeah. But if they can take that and they can still, through time, discover new things to, to not just help themselves but help the world. Yeah. Like, I think it's something that they that is absolutely ripe for picking for storytelling oh yeah for sure yeah and i think some some writers have had success like you know jeff johns and stuff like that but yeah
1: i mean um, uh, but jeff johns is like he's like a, kind he, of he's like a once in a generation kind of yeah, writer. do you know and what i mean he's he's dc yeah he's, he, is <laughs> he, DC. Is DC. <laughs> he is dc he
0: is DC.
1: they um, have him on i the, mean he's uh, also the CEO of dc so. yeah they have him as as the creative director now for all for all of DCEU now exactly yeah Yeah. he's the
0: creative director and he's also the chief creative officer for DC for DC comics right so it's it's insane like it's he writes just such grandiose stories it's it's awesome yeah but I am excited yeah about the new Robert Venditti story Mm -hmm. because Robert Venditti has been able to write some really great warrior-like tales and be able to still put so much humanity to them yeah right um, Robert Venditti actually wrote um, when Valiant was having their first relaunch years back. Um, what did he write? I can't. I uh, he can't remember. He wrote Exo Exo Man of War. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, he yeah. wrote Exo Man and he was writing about this Visigoth warrior, right? Yeah. That discovered uh, that was like captive by the by aliens, and he discovered uh, this alien armor and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And he basically. Then wrote a story about how he became an inspiration to his nation, right? Wearing yeah. the armor, but still saying, like, I'm here to protect the nation. Yeah. Right. I'm here to take back my land. I'm here to take back my land for my people. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not just a warrior story. Like it's a yeah. it's a story about discovery of self. Yeah. And discovery of things that you've lost. Yeah. You know? And I think it's it's really well written. Mm-hmm. I really hope he has success writing Hawkman because I, I think he's he'll be a great writer for Hawkman. So
1: yeah, again, uh, characters that would benefit from writers that aren't afraid to go a little bit more complex with their mm-hmm. with their stories and their character development. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So um, there there's there was another point that we were going to bring up, but I think we're going to leave that out because yeah. um, we're actually what I was thinking is that maybe down the line we can do a spoiler cast. So yeah. we do like an extra episode, like a bonus episode, spoiler cast, yeah. just talking about the events that unfolds in Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah. Because I think that would generate a different type of conversation between us. Yeah, it'll for be, sure. Uh, it'll be really interesting. Yeah.
1: Only because like, I mean, as much as I, I want to go in and and talk about issue six in full right now, yeah, it's kind of difficult to do so without spoiling it because yeah. a lot of the themes that... That issue six talks about
0: comes from the plot comes too. from
1: the plot right. right yeah um but i mean I, th- I think maybe there's one or two things that we could probably go into right now because i mean again this is a, a podcast about issues five and six we don't we don't want to <laughs> leave issue six out right uh, but let me make one quick point um about issue six um and that's when um the batman who laughs again says something thought-provoking who who would have thought, right? Who would have thunk? Um, he goes, because you restrain yourself by believing in others because you hold back, it's what led you to this, led you here, right? And I thought that was interesting because when you look back and when you really uh, listen to some of our previous episodes about all the other Dark Knights, mm-hmm. they really don't like that hopeful uh the hopeful aspect of the heroes in 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 the regular multiverse right like right, yeah right, you know like hope like heroes hoping and having friends helping each other out like they're not about that right and i find that so ironic because that's also the reason why their dark multiverse always ends in tragedy yeah because that it, that doesn't exist in the dark multiverse right yeah. so i just fo- i just found it ironic that that's what they hated about the heroes the most and but that's also the that's also what the, reason- that's also the- yeah, exactly yeah. that's the reason why they they can't survive yeah right so just just a quick interesting point
0: yeah and no it, it's good that you brought it up because it absolutely is true like they everything that they do in the dark universe is it's in stark contrast to what is happening in the in the yeah. regular universe right yeah. because in the dark universe there's just it's it's an amalgamation of things that shouldn't be right and we all know that within between people there yeah. always there there's always love there's always friendship yeah. there's always there's always trust and hope and all that stuff and that's what that's what gives us the humanity that we have that's what gives us the ability to to love and and cherish each other yeah right? and in the dark multiverse that just doesn't exist that it doesn't, doesn't yeah. it doesn't happen yeah right and really that's what dooms them from the start
1: yeah exactly and when you really look back at even if you look at the uh, i got oh i almost spoiled it <laughs> oh, oh Victor. I almost spoiled oh, it oh victor close but uh let me let me uh, is there another is there, is another, there a, uh, another way i can how about a, uh <laughs> <laughs> is there another way i can go about this <laughs> well let's look at the other heroes in in the other universes for example okay right the reason why those can still exist is because they're it this, the stories and and the way that they go about being heroes is the same across the board, right? Like they they can remain hopeful, uh, they're able to rely on, on their friends and love as cheesy as that sounds, right. Uh, but again Uh, this is DC Rebirth we're talking about right Yeah, it's all about hope it's all about hope and I'm um, so glad (laughs) yeah I know but that's what that's how they've been able to survive like forever up until this point so far absolutely yeah Um, and the Dark Knights even though even though they despise that about them it's almost like they don't realize that that's the reason why yeah yeah, yeah it's it, they just they just keep blaming the light <laughs> all these guys <laughs> no, because to, just, to them suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to them that's their way of life
1: yeah right they don't they don't know that
0: this other option exists yeah right but it also takes some tragic things to happen to some of those just to, to the dark knights as well to, to lead them down that path yeah right? and it goes really well with what you were saying um and i think last week you were saying it too about being one bad day yeah right um really all it took was one bad day to descend, send them down that path yeah right but if they had known better than the one uh, then I don't think the one bad day would have been able to trigger that
1: well no because when you look at the other universes as well like the main multiverse mm-hmm. everybody has a bad day yeah every character every hero has a bad day has one bad event but because they have hope because they have friends because they have love it doesn't derail them exactly in, yeah. in the way that it's derailed these dark nights yeah yeah, right? exactly. So, so great stuff uh, in terms of the writing and 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 really, uh, culminating the themes of this event up until this point. Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, I guess before we we move on to to our final segment, Jerry, um, what are your final thoughts on on issues five and six? Um,
0: I think with five and six, they really, they really try to move the plot forward. Oh, it was fast. Right, it was fast paced. <laughs> Um, and you can really hear the rock song in the back. You can really oh, hear yeah. the metal in the back, <laughs> right? Because of
1: the way <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, like, like Guns and Roses just in the back, like, let's go. <laughs> and
0: and I think that's that's by intent. That's yeah, you know, um, that's done purposefully. And uh, yeah, with Greg Capullo, I think he really is a master at that.
2: Yeah, right.
0: It's it's hard to draw hectic breakneck pace yeah and it's hard to draw just just like an an amalgamation of all the things that are happening in the page yeah. but still be able to keep the grace with the way he's yeah, drawing them it's crazy you don't you don't see the line work going out of whack you don't yeah. see that it's becoming too crowded yeah Um. even in the dark moments like the dark darkest moments in yeah. the story you still see the the clear separation the just the just the wonders that he's able to put into these heroes that yeah there's still that smidgen of hope left yeah right? and it's hard to do that when things get dark and you start drawing that kind of pace and you start yeah. drawing that type of intensity yeah sometimes it gets lost in the shuffle
1: well yeah it's it's not only that but i mean just to i guess to add to your point it's it's fast paced but there's also so much detail within that pace exactly you know I mean? like because yeah. it's because it's not like it's not like there's only like one or like one huge or two huge panels within a page. Mm -hmm. Like there's multiple, there's still multiple panels within a page that highlight what's going on Mm -hmm. uh, in the moment while still being able to visually um, dictate the pace to the readers. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, again, I mean, hats off to to Greg Capullo uh, for really being able to, uh, you know, draw that way and, and, and bring this issue to life in that sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. Greg Capullo just such a masterwork.
1: Number one, one guy, man.
0: And also <laughs> and also with um with Jonathan Glappian, like his work on the inking, mm-hmm. like sometimes sometimes it really takes an inker to to make or break an art. Yeah. Right? Um like there's <laughs> there's an artist out there that I always say like I love his line work. Yeah. But then some of the things that <laughs> that get that it that it gets put through afterwards which is like it changes everything for me yeah um and it completely changes the style um i think with jonathan Glappian, it's it actually makes it better it cleans it up and because you know like Cap- capullo's sitting there's like oh let me put in this detail yeah okay. yeah, yeah, like, yeah yeah the the work the, the line work is perfect and i've seen some of his stuff on instagram too right? yeah but it does become sometimes it becomes a little crowded yeah. But he's still able to draw the details very well. Yeah. But Jonathan Glappian then highlights and inks the all the important stuff and yeah. makes it so that the right things pop off the page. Yeah. Right. And then for me that is so in- essential. Well, and FCO, I mean, yeah. He does for him to do the coloring, like he doesn't he doesn't try to overwhelm you with the colors too, right? But yeah. they, they still come out. They still come out and pop at you and it's Yeah. It's, it's like really the colouring
1: highlights the things that you really need exactly. to pay attention to. Yeah um which i think for for both of these issues um was so amazing right because again to to go to highlight the the themes of of hope friendship and and love once again Mm -hmm. you're they're they're fighting a battle pretty close to the sinking to sink into the dark multiverse, like it's it should be dark and grim. Yeah. Especially when they're fighting the the dark armies. Yeah. But again, you have colors that are inserted in the right places that tell you, hey, there's still hope, right? There's still there's still a, a fight that's that's being fought really hard in the in within these pages. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And and yeah. you know it's it's it really highlights to the readers like, hey, you can't you Don't can't lose hope yet. either. You Don't can't give lose hope yet. either. Yeah. yeah like so, stay with us yeah you know so and so I thought that was really good
0: yeah I think so but that, yeah. that's basically my thoughts in the book I think and that's kind of reflective of the entire experience for the Dark Knight's Metal as well yeah um, like right from the start like he just like Snyder just tells you he's like I'm just gonna punch you a few times yeah <laughs> so that you know exactly what's going on yeah um, it's no joke yeah and then issues after issues after issues the, the build ups are all there all the history is set up and now we're at issues 5 and 6 yeah and it's just he just sends you down this train, and he just yeah. like, all right, let's go, and then he just takes you there, and it's it's a it's a wonderful experience. I actually, I really enjoy the event. Oh yeah, it's me a really, too. Really really good event. It was
1: a great read, and and I'm really glad that uh, we took the time to really dissect uh, these six issues for sure.
0: Yeah yeah absolutely yeah. So that basically wraps up what we think about the event. Now, um, with regards to the actual things that happen in the event. Uh, I, I think it'll be it'll be nice if we do um, sort of like an extra spoiler cast type of thing. I think for so. Yeah, Metal. I'm because, up, down for that. Yeah, because there's a lot of things that happen in the plot that I want to talk about and discuss as well. Yeah, that really harken back to a lot of other DC stuff in yeah. history, right? So, yeah, yeah, it'll be really interesting.
1: Yeah, so look forward to that as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, now that we've wrapped it up, let's uh, let's just go ahead and get on right ahead to uh, to our offerings to Dark Side. Offerings to Dark Side. And we're at the offerings to dark side segment. Uh, This is the segment where we usually go for something outside of the world of comics, outside of the world of coffee. And we try to offer you something, the listeners, something that is special to us, something that we enjoy and something that we think can help you get to know us as well. Um, So we're going to offer you something really cool this week, um, but uh, I'm going to let my colleague Victor Take the first one.
1: Oh, again wow. Uh, Again Wow You know,
0: stay humble So generous And you know, I, I, I do what I can I do what I can I look out for you, Victor And your opinion matters to me
1: I'm sure it does, Jerry <laughs> <Well>. so,
2: <laughs>
1: so, you know what? Yeah, Victor, why don't you start us off? Okay, so uh, For this <laughs> week, my offering is actually going to be A movie called The Hitman's Bodyguard Which uh, features Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson And uh, Elodie Young So, in case you guys don't know who Elodie Young is, uh, she's the one that plays um, Electra in the Netflix series, the Daredevil. You may have heard of that one. Yep, (laughs) she's really cool. She's cool, yeah. And and um, uh, to me, that movie was hilarious. Like, just the way that Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson are able to to bounce off each other in in terms of uh, their characters and their acting, it was so funny right even more so than than the action in that movie it's it's the comedy aspect that really made it for me right so it's not it's not an it's not a new 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 movie like it came out last year okay um but if you haven't seen it i definitely recommend it 100 percent um it's on netflix right now uh you can also purchase it on blu-ray uh dvd if that's still sort of your thing <laughs> but for sure VHS. yeah vhs uh but for sure 100% go check it out okay well what's it called again the hitman's bodyguard hitman's bodyguard well it's on
0: netflix so i'll probably just go look it up because yeah. I, I have netflix too so <laughs> yeah for I'm sure gonna go check it out <laughs> what
1: about you jerry what's your offering
0: uh for this week um it's back to board games for me uh, because i love
1: board games oh, well, so of wow coming from the anime guy. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, thanks. Actually, it, it, I, it's funny. If you guys ever get a chance to somehow meet Jerry or or come to his place, he has a whole wall full of board games. Yeah, like a whole wall. There's there's a and lot of, and it's and it's like, I don't even know how many you've actually played. Wow, oh, that's wow. that's the whole thing.
0: Truck, okay, that's the whole thing. Uh, no, I I you know I play them. I play some. <laughs> <laughs> no, I play them as I can. Obviously, a lot of them are multiplayer, right? So it takes yeah. a little. It takes a little setup and uh, takes a little. Takes a little bit of a committed group yeah. to be able to get a lot of the games going, and yeah. you also got to read a bunch of rules. But um, I like having board games. So I like <laughs> putting them up on the walls. But this week, uh, the board game that I want to offer is a board game called Blood Rage. Okay. And uh, actually, ironically enough. I don't own that game. I played yeah. it at a board game cafe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So
1: um, <laughs> so ironic. <laughs> yeah, so we went
0: out to uh, to a board game cafe, and we, we you know ordered some drinks, and then we we started playing this game there. And uh, one of my friends there, he he knew how to play the game, because he played it a few times, and he has it. So we picked out the game and taught us all the rules, and we played. It. It's actually really simple,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and it's a it's a Viking theme game. Okay, and uh, what it is is you you control one of four different clans right um you can play up to four players with a fixed player expansion too i gotta pick that up separately so you play up to four clans so you control a clan and it's got a leader and it's got a bunch of warriors yeah uh just like you know pawns and stuff like that mm-hmm. so what you do is in the in the land itself you have your middle land called Cell and then you have your surrounding provinces and what you do is you send your troops out to the different provinces. And each province has different squares that you can occupy. So you go out to the different provinces and you try to pillage them. Mm-hmm. And you pillage them for goods or you pillage them for upgrades for your, for your clan. Okay. Um, and it's played over three different ages. So what happens is each age is a series of rounds. Right. That you have your resources to spend and stuff like that. And you can do whatever you like until mm-hmm. your resources are out. Yeah. And then at the end of each phase, at the end of each age rather ragnarok happens and one okay. of the provinces gets destroyed yeah yeah so it goes through that age three times it goes through three of those ages right and each time obviously you go into an age with certain upgrades that you can keep age to age right and you become more powerful the game itself isn't quite um isn't actually quite as grueling or or difficult to play as i first imagined it
1: because it, it, it initially it sounds like risk yeah exactly and, but it
0: also in it, because it's a kumini cool or not game it does look a little complex yeah. but the pvp elements in this game actually aren't as complex yeah. and there's actually not a whole lot happening for pvp like you can't just go to someone's land and, and just try to fight them Yeah. the only time you fight is if you pillage a land and someone else has troops in the neighboring province Yeah. they go okay whoa well, no 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 and they're going to come and try to stop you. Yeah. That's when the the fights happen. They come into, into your province and try to yeah. stop it. But if you never initiate a pillage, yeah. you don't really have to fight anyone. Yeah. Now, obviously, if someone is in your province as well, they can initiate a pillage to fight you. But yeah. That's a different story. Right? right. You don't actually ever have to fight. Yeah. Um, And I think it's really cool because it's kind of reflective of that type of age. Like, you yeah. You're out doing your thing, right? Uh-huh. But in order to, to gain control of some of the provinces, like maybe sometimes you need to step in other people's shoes and just be like, I'm going to try to stop you if you try to do anything yeah. because you don't want other people to start growing, right? Yeah.
1: It's really, it sounds really interesting because you basically have three choices to make in this game, right? You either spend all your time and resources pillaging uh, or you spend your all your time and resources trying to stop somebody else from pillaging so that they don't get better than you uh, or you have to figure out a way to form... An uh, unsteady alliance. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that that's really cool. Yeah.
0: When we played it, we actually formed a small alliance too. Because yeah. I had told him "Is like, hey, I want to pillage this because I need to upgrade this. Yeah. If you let me do it, I'll let you do this to the other end. Yeah. So, it was. It's really cool, and it and it gets um it gets some good discussions going. It's it's really fun. Yeah, for sure. I would I would absolutely recommend playing. It's called uh, Blood Rage.
1: Blood Rage. Blood yeah, Rage. definitely check it out. Yeah. So.
0: Um, so I think that that about wraps up the offerings to Dark Side segment uh, so thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoy the episode uh, remember if you like what we do on this podcast please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice we can be found on iTunes Google Play and on our website at Uh please also remember to rate and leave us a review on iTunes if you have some time Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, about what we've talked about, or if you have a book you would like us to discuss on the show, please email us at contact.darkrosecomics.com. Now, this is just a quick thing for next week. Uh, Next week, we're going to be discussing a book called Swamp Thing, The Winter Special. Um, It's a book that we mentioned a couple weeks back. Uh, So next week, we're going to be breaking that down. We're going to be discussing that book. If you find some time, I would highly suggest go read that book enjoy that book because it's so well written um, it's by Tom King and Jason Fabic Once you read that book we're going to be talking about that next week so stay tuned uh, you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics for the show twitter.com slash geeky for myself and twitter.com slash victorjyoung for my co-host Victor you can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics and we also have a Facebook page going at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics and if you would like to be a part of the community, join us on our Facebook group at Dark Rose Comics Group on Facebook. And as always, take care. See you later. Alligator. Oh, jeez. <laughs>